0: This happened yesterday while both my parents were at work. For context, my dad's a mailman, and my mum's an RV saleswoman that is always on her feet, so neither can pick up their funds very quickly. I do have an older brother, but he's at college two hours away, so he doesn't matter in the story. I was sitting in the living room with my dog, a fairly big GS, but he can't do much harm, when I heard people talking in the hallway. This isn't unusual, because I live on the 3rd floor apartment and there's a lot of noisy neighbors that bring a lot of friends over. This was also a Saturday, so I wasn't expecting pure quiet. I obviously just ignore the talking, since it's not that loud and I had headphones on. But my dog perks up and walks towards the door with an alert posture. The hair on his back was sticking up, which it usually never does, so I got concerned and took my headphones out. This is when I heard voices from before which were two adult men, yelling very loudly in the apartment hallway. I got a bit freaked out, so I pushed my dog away from the door, made sure it was locked, and crept towards it to make sure they weren't near my place. When I looked out the peephole, I couldn't see either of them, and because the only blind spot in my peephole was directly to the right, I knew they were at my neighbours. As I'm leaning against it, my whole front door starts shaking because the men are banging on the neighbors door and still yelling things like Shit talking motherfucker and come out you pussy, don't talk shit. It's at this point I grab my dog and pull him into my room while I try to call my dad, who luckily picks up after a few rings. He told me that I should just stay in my room and stay quiet and that they'd go away. It would become very obvious that my dad has really bad advice. I did stay in my room for the most part but I called my best friend just to have someone on the phone because my dad couldn't stay on. My room is the furthest from the door, so they definitely wouldn't have heard me whispering to my friend about the situation. After 5 minutes, I didn't hear the banging and I told my friend I was going to check if I could hear anything. When I got out there, I didn't hear the banging anymore so I got closer to the door. I looked out the peephole and I could see one of them pacing. All I can remember is that he was bald, tall and white since I was in so much shock. I freaked out again and started creeping back to my room while I heard one of them say, maybe we have the wrong house. This threw me into a full blown panic since my identical apartment door is 5 feet away from my neighbours and all the others are down the hallway. If they didn't even know the exact number and they obviously weren't scared to bang the apartment door in midday, they would probably come to my door. So again, I pulled my dog into my brother's room since it had a lock in it and camped out there. I waited for about 10 minutes before I heard the banging calm down and I couldn't hear any talking from my position. I was texting my friend who also lived in the complex that what was happening and they stopping, when it started again, this time on my door. They went through the same routine, but this time they were very much more aggressive. I could hear them slamming, kicking and hitting my door, all the while yelling for some guy to come out. I called my brother later and he told me there's no way he could have been involved in this, especially because he's 19 and those men had to be at least 25. I called my dad again and in his panic he told me to go out of the room and tell him that there's no guys in my apartment through the door and that I'm just a girl but I told him I'm just going to call 911. I know they weren't just looking to break down a door and they were targeting this guy who did them dirty but I still didn't want to go out there because one even if they're looking for some guy I don't know if they have weapons in their enraged state and they might just be able to bullshit. Number two. I'm a high school freshman girl, 5 foot 4 and 116 pounds, and quite frankly, I have no fight in me. For example, I'm terrified of knives and guns, so I brought a bowling pin to my room for protection instead. (laughs) I know, stupid. Plus, I was mid panic attack. I would stand no chance against two adult men at my door. So letting them know I'm a teen girl and home alone isn't the best idea. I sat next to my locked bedroom door as I called 911 with my dog, who tried to keep quiet the whole time, but I didn't want to be suspicious. During the situation, I made sure not to talk to my friend while I was out of the room to keep the doors quiet and tiptoe everywhere so they didn't know that anyone was home besides the dog. I'm pretty sure they didn't know anyone was home, even though they said, We know you're in there, during their yells, because earlier they were unsure if they even had the right place. I was on the phone with 911 for a few minutes before I heard a light knocking at my door, making me realise I was in so much shock that I didn't even know the banging had stopped. The operator said it was a cops, so I ended the call and answered the door. The officers told me that the guys took off right before they got there, and they asked me a few questions about my family members and if they could have any correlation with this. So anyway, the two men trying to break down my door to find their enemy, lest not me. This just happened to me as I was getting ready for bed about 30 minutes ago. Now that the adrenaline is coursing through my system, I doubt I'll be sleepy anytime soon tonight, so I thought I'd vent here. I was taking my dog out one last time before bed, behind my apartment building. It's a pretty nice complex, mostly families and single or couple professionals, and it's quiet and peaceful. It's in the suburbs, just outside the city, and after years of living downtown, the past few months here have been a pretty calming respite. There's a little nature walk behind my building that my dog loves to explore, but I work late. So at night, we just go slightly outside the breezeway and she does her business in the ground cover. For context, I'm not a large person and neither is my dog. I'm a female, eight, and about 130 pounds. My dog is a mix and weighs about 22 pounds. we're not an intimidating looking duo. She's ridiculously cute, friendly, and super unaware of dangerous situations, people, and completely untuned to any type of emotion I may be feeling. It's about 2 am, but I've always felt safe here, so I'm relaxed. Of course, she is taking her time, sniffing around while I desperately encourage her to go party, when all of a sudden she jerks her head to the entrance of the breezeway. I live on the ground floor in the front of the building. There's a guy, 20s, around 6 foot 3, 6 foot 4. Pretty built, shoulder length twists, wearing a grey t shirt and black shorts, walking towards the entrance. The neighbours across the hall are black, so at first I assumed that he was visiting them as he kind of lingered for a second in front of the door. They have a lot of people, mostly family, that visit often. Some of them are in their 20s and stop by late. I usually say hi to him if I'm taking my dog out after work, so I knew I didn't recognise him. But then he kept walking towards me, picking up pace a bit and it was then that I noticed he had a handgun in his right hand by his side. I was initially distracted because he was nervously twisting a piece of hair near his scalp. The neighbours in the back two apartments probably wouldn't be expecting this guy at 2am brandishing an impressively large and menacing handgun, so that pretty much narrowed down his intended target. He is also making direct eye contact with me. I'm sure all of this happened within a few seconds, but it felt like time had slowed down. At first I thought, Hmm, that kinda looks like a gun, then gun, then hopefully is there an orange tip, then that's a really big gun, then let's come up with some good ideas really fast, and finally your ass is about to get mugged. I did take a quick moment to admire the irony of getting robbed all the way up here in the boring old vinnings. while I never had an issue in all the years living in Atlanta. But crime can happen anywhere, and right now I have a bit of an issue. Up to this point, I've been frozen with a mixture of fear and horror. I decide I'll have this and get out. Right as he reached a distance where he was about seven or eight feet away, I cheerfully told my dog, good girl, and then started walking towards him. There really wasn't any other direction to go. Behind the apartment is an unlit nature area that didn't seem like a great idea to me. To be frank, none of my ideas seemed good. I'd pick the casual upbeat and pretend nothing's wrong route and deep down i'm thinking that this plan is pretty bad Of course my dog tries to make friends with the guy as he walks past This dog has no sense in her head At this point time is moving so slow that it might as well be going backwards I pulled her leash tighter and tried to squeak out a cheerful sorry Unsure of whether or not it landed I dragged her to my front door as fast as I could while trying to sound as casual as I can Come on girl and praying that I didn't get shot in the back. Turning back to that dude was one of the scariest things that I've ever chosen to do. He only said one thing as I passed Hi puppy. I didn't look back, just dragged my dog inside and locked the door. I'm very thankful that he didn't try and follow me inside. I panicked, fight or flight stuff. And my decision was it's time to go and get the hell out of there. The fear was awful, sheer dread in the pit of my stomach, unknowingness. Shaking like crazy, I threw my dog in bed and called 911. I could barely speak to the 911 operator. I was so scared with the irrational thought that he might hear me calling through the door. Cops were out there within 10 minutes to look around and take a report. They were concerned and asked a lot of questions, but there's not really much else they could do. It's now 4am and sleep is nowhere near. 2002, I was 14 years old, starting my freshman year. I was an awkward nerdy girl that didn't know how to handle attention from boys, so you could say I made things worse in my situation. I had a knack for making friends with the weird people no one liked, but I tried to be friendly with everyone I met, so it wasn't a big deal to me. Unfortunately, that was also my downfall. Clubs were a big deal, and they actually had an anime club. So of course, I was all about that. First club meeting, I sat next to a couple of friends and sewed it all up. I thought I was finally with my people. And then here comes stalker Kid. I'd use his real name, but to this day, I have no idea what it is. He sat in front of me, and being that person, I said hi. I could tell he was uncomfortable and didn't know anyone, so I was just being nice. And boy, did this guy cling to me for that one word. At first, he would just find me during lunch and stand around mumbling things to me. He had such a soft voice, high-pitched, mousy little guy that you just felt unnerved when he spoke to you. The way he would look at you when he spoke, I could never look him in the eyes. After a while, it became more asking about my personal life and what I was into. Me being darn naive, I tried to be friendly and chat while feeling incredibly uncomfortable. After a while, my friends and I would move to different tables, benches and even hallways to avoid him, but he always found me. After about a year of this, my best friend finally told me that if I didn't tell him to go away, he would. I didn't really want him around anymore, so sure, go ahead. So during one lunch, here comes stalker kid with his signature greeting, barely above a whisper, hey, and says my name. My buddy goes, dude, she's not interested, go away. Looking hurt, he shuffles away. I was like, man, you didn't have to be so hard on him, but thanks. I didn't see him around after school, except for club days where he would just sit across the room and stare at me while my best friend glared at him. Cut to me being 16 and driving now, minus the awkward club days, I didn't really notice anything from him. This was until an old grey beat up car started parking next to me, extremely close. One day after school, he was waiting for me in that car. He started asking me how I'd been, what about prom and all that? I was trying to rack my brain on how he even knew that was my car, unless he'd been watching me before and after school. I started getting there later and leaving later to avoid him because he was like clockwork. Finally, a boy I used to be friends with in elementary school was walking out with me and made a comment about how this guy is always next to my car and asked if he was my boyfriend. I immediately said no, and he's always following me around and I hated it. It was really starting to freak me out Bless this guy, because he will wrap up to him and scare him off, threatening if he ever part him again, he would kick his ass. I figured that maybe that was enough to keep him away. So again, there was a small space where I would hear nothing of him, except for my friends who had classes with him, saying how creepy he was. One friend had art class with him, and said he would draw a naked woman constantly in his books. He's a real weird guy. Junior year is wrapping up, and I started taking my BFF, Phil will call him, to and from school. He was on my way, so I figured, why not? At some point, Phil started noticing this little grey car was always heading the same way after school, and made a joke thinking, what if a stalker lived near him? What a small world, right? I would only be so lucky. One day, as per usual, a little grey car is following us, so we take a detour. Sure enough, he was with us every step of the way, and it was no longer a joke. We both started freaking out. I pushed that gas pedal as hard as my foot could push it, and noped the hell out of sight. I went home and told my mum everything, because at this point, I knew this wasn't normal. She shoved it aside, saying I was probably just seeing things. Well, it came to the end of our year club party. Of course, SK, we'll call him stalker kid from now on, was a senior, so I would never have to see him again. For whatever stupid reason, I offered to host a party, thinking he hasn't gone to one yet. Let's celebrate this moment. I was terrified when my dad let him in the door. I don't remember giving him an invitation to the party, so someone must have given it to him. He spent the whole party talking to me, my dad being all buddy-buddy with him, asking where my room was. I just wanted to cry and hide. It was all downhill after that. I remember there were days where I'd hear a car pull up outside my front door and my room having a window that saw the front. I would call my buddy Phil and peek and see if it was him. Three times in one month I just hid under my desk and cried on the phone to Phil. Other events from school would be him asking a girl I played softball with to prom, only to dump her and follow me all night. This includes to the after prom, where I saw him in person. Our high school had a radio and TV channel for kids to run, and during prom they would record us going up to the stairs and playing around in the gym after prom for the parents to see the kids having fun took one of my friends to point out, but it showed me playing DDR for a while against my friend Phil and SK was standing right behind me watching for a good five minutes. I never knew. And the one that still creeps me out to this day is graduation for his class. Our classes were so big and they did day and night ceremonies where all the students had to attend on day one. I was scanning the crowd to see my friends who were graduating when I saw a hand wave as I passed by. I looked back and of course it was SK waving at me. How he picked me out of a crowd of thousands of people I'll never know. 2006 was a great year, no signs of creepy SK to the point where I kind of just forgot about him. I graduate, I choose a college town, get a job at a local retail store and move on. Life was beginning to be normal. I work in the gaming department, so you get the weird randos once in a while. One that I saw a lot was this little Mexican guy with glasses, this is important I swear who never purchased anything, but would walk around from time to time. Then, SK comes strolling the doors and walks into the game and, and just... talks. I ask how he knew I worked here. He says his friends saw me and knew we were friends. I try to radio for help over and over for someone to come and get him out. Finally, the big guy from computers walks by and asks if I need help. Once he pulls me to safety, I tell him everything. From that point, security is aware of who this guy is. Of course, he wasn't doing anything physical, so all they could do is watch out for him. So every time he came in, they would just walking me, and I would dip back to the warehouse. I started seeing his friend, who we'll call Ninja Friend, NF for now, constantly, and all he'd ever do is walk around on his phone. I began to suspect he was texting SK to tell him I was at work, because sure enough, 10 minutes later he would come in too. So I tested this theory and started walking randomly around, around the store. At one point, a friend who works at Registar asked why I would do this, so I had a talk with her and told her on my break. I told her that this NF would follow us everywhere. Sure enough he did, and she began freaking out. A few minutes later, I told her my stalker would walk through those doors. Again, sure enough. So I make my way to the warehouse, and outsteps ninja friend from an aisle and says, She's right here! I just stared at him, like, who the hell do you think you are? S.K. walks up behind me and asks why I'm running away from him and oh, he lost my number and asks to give it to him again. I say, i no, him damn good and well, I never gave it to him, sure. I go to the warehouse, Right, this is where I work, don't ever come here again and hand it to him. Glare at his friend, walk his security about him and sit at the warehouse and break down. Security tells me later that he also cried while they took him out. Later that day, as I'm leaving work, security officers walk into my car of course, this isn't the rules, but friends caring about friends, so I say sure. SK is out by my car waiting for me, so this is where security says F it and call the police, which are conveniently next to the headquarters. He books it when he sees the car. A few years go by, nothing comes up. I buy a fancy new car and don't see him much. I'm thinking that I did the trick and I'm finally free. 2012, my buddies and I are leaving work, ready to hit a night at the bar as per usual on Thursdays. We are all walking out the door, where we all have to stand, and wait to hear an alarm sound to verify it's armed. As we're walking out, I hear it, that awful sound. Hey, and he says my name. I cringe, grab my friend's arm and turn. There he is, leaning on his car, waiting. My friend recognises him and asks what he wants. The guy says he wants to talk to me. He didn't ever see my car, so he didn't think I work here anymore. His other friend is sitting in the back seat of his car, just staring at me blankly. I start to think the worst. If my friend leaves me here, my gut tells me that I'm not coming to work the next day. I'm terrified that he has years of time to think about over our last encounter and when I wrote my number down and made him cry. I grab my friend's arm tighter. My friend goes off, pretends to be my boyfriend and rips into him. My friend is about two feet taller and much, much bigger. They get into it and I'm just standing in the parking lot And I'm a terrible person for this, but I'm sure you understand at this point, I'm thinking, kick his ass. He spooks SK so bad that I'm pretty sure he pissed himself before getting in his car and booking it. Ever since, if he comes into the store, my friend stares at him from his office, and he leaves. He's never bought anything in all these years. Years later, I've moved on and gotten married and moved out of town. Recently, we moved back to the start of business, and to this day, I feel myself looking behind me in the stores, just in case I randomly bump into him. He's caused me to have anxiety, mental and emotional pain, fear and trust issues for a decade. Even after moving on, I still feel the effects today, and I never even knew his name. Quick background. My sister and I work at the same place. We work at a golf course. I've been there for three years, and she's been there for two. Overall, it's a great job. I like 96% of the staff. We have one guy, I wrote about him earlier, that was a pain in the butt, thankfully he straightened out and got it together, this story is about a different guy. To be honest, I have no clue what this guy even does for the golf course, all of what I'm about to tell you leads up to what happened with my sister. He told me he worked there, but I was just recently informed he didn't actually. This guy, about early 40s was nice to me when I started working there. We had good conversations, but at the end of the last season, and the beginning of this season, something fell off. First thing he asked me when I came back mid-spring for the start of the season was, How old are you? I don't like that opening line at all. I hate when the first thing men ask me is my age. I'm 21, but I could pass for 17. I asked, "Why are you asking? He said, just curious. I was just shy of 21 at the time. I answered 20, and he was like, cool. He asked me how college is going, and just like a normal conversation, really. About three or four weeks later, he asked me for my Snapchat. I didn't like that. I told him no, and that's weird. He also decided to come behind the counter while I was busy to ask me something. Unless you work in the inside of the clubhouse, you're not allowed behind the snack counter. I told him he can't be back here, and he was kind of mad. The rules was set by the health department. He decided he didn't like me after that. I was basically declared a bitch to him. Anyway, fast forward to about two weeks ago, this guy won't even come near me or look me in the eye. All right, I couldn't care less. But then one day, I got a ton of frantic text messages from my sister who was working there. She had sent me pictures saying that he had been sexually harassing her. He kept saying he could see for her shirt and if she had Tinder and would swipe left on her. She was wearing a red T-shirt and jeans. You couldn't see for her shirt. Then he asked her to take it off and I freaked out. That's my 19 year old sister. I was supposed to drop her off a jacket anyway, so I headed up there. I called the supervisor, he went there and was shocked. He had no clue and was getting angry. I got there and was thinking, this guy better pray he doesn't run into me. Well, he was there, he noped out of there. When I get really, really mad, I shake. I went inside the clubhouse and stayed there for about 15 minutes with my sister. She was a little shaken up, but okay. She was more shocked because she has never been hit on or anything. She said he used to confuse her for me. This guy also said, Your sister's really mean and nasty. My supervisor was not happy at all and said she'd deal with it. Well, he did alright and it was pure gold. We have two guys, one in his twenties and one in his early thirties that would work at the golf course too. They're brothers and we went to the same school. Well, the two brothers don't like the creepy guy and my supervisor told him what happened. The two brothers cornered him and scared him half to death. I'm pretty sure they threatened him. He came back in and apologized. He had the nerve to say, I didn't mean to be a creep. My sister said, are you serious? You are creepy. Don't ever talk to me again. One of the golfers comes in all the time with his daughter heard about the incident too. His daughter offered to walk my sister to a car. My supervisor spoke to him the next day and told him he's not allowed to speak to me or my sister. Two days ago is when I found out he doesn't work there anymore. I saw him the other day and he wouldn't even look me in the eye. My supervisor was waiting for me to lose it on him, but I decided against it. We were packed and I didn't want to cause a scene. I'm hoping he learned his lesson. On Monday, my boyfriend and I stopped at Publix, a grocery store, to get subs between class. He went to grab something in the store, and I went over to the subline to get our order started. When I got to the subline, the only other person ahead of me was a kid about my age. He kept staring back at me, and every time I looked up, I caught him staring at me. Finally, my boyfriend came over. They were being super slow at the subline, so I hadn't even ordered yet. This kid in front of us started looking back even longer when my boyfriend got there. His eyes were really intense when he was staring, and his mouth was always a little open. It was a creepy look. He was getting four different six inch subs. They told him it would be almost half the price if he got two footlongs, and he huffed super loudly and said, ''If I wanted that, I would have gotten it.'' He then pulls out two avocados and asks him to put it in his sandwiches. They said, ''We've got avocados here if you don't want us to use the ones you've already paid for.'' And he kept mumbling something to himself and rolling his eyes, and pushing his jaw forward or side to side. He looked very tense and irritated. He then asked if we were High Point University students, and we said yes, he just nodded his head. I asked if he was too, and he said, yeah, a freshman, just staring with his creepy eyes and clicking his jaw. We got our subs and left. As we are walking out, I said, something's not right about that kid, there's something definitely wrong there. And my boyfriend said, I think he might be an autistic or have Tourette's. I said no, because I had a weird feeling about the guy. My boyfriend even jokingly said, someone who orders four 16 subs instead of two footlongs is definitely weird. But for some reason my mind kept going back to him. He seemed like a genuine outcast and a loner and I felt bad for him. Well, not even a few days later, I get an email from a student that was caught with multiple guns in their room, and had a plan and a timeline for a school shooting. I searched it online and sure enough, the kid's face is the first thing that popped up. Paul, I hope you get the help you need. This happened in May of this year, and honestly, I need to get it off my chest. For context, I'm a 19 year old girl, but everyone tells me I look younger. This particular day, I was walking home in the afternoon, around time the children leave from school, on what was supposed to be a busy road. It was eerily quiet, but nothing was unusual. I was talking to my friend with headphones on, and felt comfortable alone. As my friend suddenly went quiet, I realized my phone had died. I looked a little further to see a lay by where a cab was parked, which isn't unusual. Sometimes cabs park there just so they can sleep on a break. Despite my headphones, I could still hear the car behind me pick up speed as I approached the lay by, and the next events unfold within a matter of minutes, though it felt like much longer than that at the time. This for some reason made me pay attention. I'm not sure what it was, because my area is known for people racing cars, but it nerved me. I was right to feel this way, because the guy in the car began to make hand signals. I was really anxious at the time and trying not to look, but I think he was trying to get me to come closer. I guess he got annoyed, because when I began to pick up pace, he quickly pulled over into the lay-by, a little behind the other car, and got out from his side to the pavement. I began to pick up the pace again, half running to get to the front of the other car. I got a good look at the guy as he stalked towards me. I'm a fan of true crime and I often find a lot of the most evil people will look charming or harmless like you wouldn't be able to tell. This guy was not like that. I think that's what struck me originally and why this moment sticks out in my mind. He looks like he was in his early 40s but would not at the top of his head except for a ginger hairs at the sides. His eyes seemed light blue hidden behind the glasses. His shirt was blue and I remember, I mean I don't know how, it seemed like a stained top but beneath his neck. He looked like a slob. I can't really remember what else he wore. I think shorts maybe but it isn't really important. I also saw slightly into the front of his car because he would gotten out which seemed like it was full of trash. Anyway he approached me, now also half running. I just got in front of the car and went across the crossing. I honestly can't remember the other guy's reaction in the car in front I mean. I don't know if he saw all of this happen as he was in front but I do remember hoping that he was watching me, so the other guy felt like he couldn't grab me. The guy following me gets really annoyed and gets back in his car slamming the door. I'm crossing the road now, which was just in front of the lay-by. I watched him speed down the end of the road as I crossed on the other side. At the end of this road is a roundabout, and I was terrified that he was going to turn around the road I was now walking on, where there were no cars, hidden by a shrub at the crossing. I start running to the bottom of the road so I can get onto the one on the right, which is usually busy, not really paying attention. I can't see his car and luckily there are a bunch more so I continue walking. My phone is dead so I'm freaking out. I'm also in my head downplaying the experience entirely. As I reach the end of this road I can see my house and begin to cross it. Behind a line of cars I see this guy's car again. I don't know if he saw me, I don't know if he saw me at my house. I called the police to report the guy, they really weren't helpful saying things like when it happens again get the license plate after I told them I had to run. They did put a warning out I think. What freaks me out the most is what I learned after. I told my friend, a different one, and she had the same experience 30 minutes earlier on the other side of town but she didn't see the guy. The next thing is the string of disappearances in the surrounding areas. I sometimes see a girl's missing poster on my walk to work. She was in my year at school, we have a mutual friend. I'm not saying it's the same guy, just the coincidence made me a little bit more nerved. The last thing I considered was that it looked like I was wearing a kind of uniform. I'd come from work, so black skirt and white shirt. Was maybe about 10 minutes away from a school at closing time. I don't know if the guy was looking for kids, but it just really freaks me out. So if this experience isn't as, for lack of a better word, dramatic enough for the sub, but I just really need to tell someone as no one has been taking me seriously on it. But before I write this out, I want everyone to know that it made zero sense to me at the time and it's still a difficult story to tell, but here it goes. When I was like 8, 9 and 10, my parents and I went to the mall one weekend in Jacks. Like, we did it all the time. We were walking back to a car and a woman was walking with a limp and approached us. Let it be known that my dad walks with a pretty clear limp on one side of his body. She asks us if we can give her a ride to the Home Depot across the street because her car's over there and it's out of gas or something. She explains herself one or two more times and changes the destination. Also to Lowe's, then back to Home Depot. Only one of these places is actually across the street, which I think was more like six lanes of traffic with no ability to cross, so it isn't crazy. My parents are kind, somewhat gullible people, so they said sure, because it was the right Christian things to do in their words. I'm sketched out by her immediately, just because it seemed really weird. She just keeps talking and trying to give us some explanations as to why she needs a ride. We get to the car and I accidentally dump all my stuff out on my back seat onto the ground just to store some time because I'm really creeped out. I take my sweet time doing this as well. My dad starts the car and we're about to drive when a cop approaches the car and tells us that we shouldn't give this woman a ride as she's a former unwanted criminal. This part doesn't make sense to me, maybe I misheard something, but I remember him stopping us and being adamant not to give her a ride as it was a bad idea. She got out of the car and walked away normally with no limp. I'm just guessing she was a grifter, homeless person, just petty former or current criminal who did stuff like this all the time. It just bothers me knowing that she could have mugged my parents or hurt them or me. Maybe it's not as creepy as some of the stories on here, but for me it's more about what could have happened. I have written a previous lesson on me involving this particular friend of mine and figured I'd share another story of weird antics we have experienced together. He and I decided to go on a late night drive to find this creepy cemetery one night. Great start to the story I know, but we were bored and in a small town with nothing else to do. After about 40 minutes of driving, we got to the state park. Now typically parks are closed after dark, but these roads were still public access so they weren't off limits to general drivers. However, we were the only car on the road at this point and it was isolated, we thought. The lanes were surrounded by thick trees and it was dark, so no street light dark. We're on a narrow dirt lane looking for the cemetery, but we drive by it unknowingly. The area we're driving through was kind of like a square of roads with only one way in and out, where the road wrong goes straight through or you can continue back through the left turn only. Next to the ditch across the road from us, we see a dark green sedan pulled into the brush. No lights on, no people around, no an accident from what we could tell. Whatever, kind of weird, but we slowly turn left and begin to loop back around, looking for the small rows of headstones again. As we get back around the intersection, about five minutes later, the green sedan is still pulled off in the brushes. But, now is the only vehicle there. There's a big pickup truck right, idling in the dark across from us, blocking the straightaway. Now it had to have come from the other direction, since no other cars passed us, or were in front of us or behind us. That was the only way we planned to go to leave the park, since we hadn't found out what we were looking for. But we couldn't pass through. This truck was in the middle of the road, taking up all the space on either side. At first, we were thinking this guy's pal probably got his car stuck and called for help. Then this truck guy turns on his headlights, actually his high beams, and begins revving his engine hard. My friend and I exchange looks, like wonder who's overcompensating for something. And we turn back, trying to see through the blinding light. We see a silhouette of a big, bulky man. He's standing in front of the truck, hands on his hips, just standing there. We aren't, but are a car length and a half away from this guy, and there's nowhere to go but left, which we just know leads back around to the same place. We sit staring at each other for a few moments, trying to decide what to do. My friend starts pulling the car forward at a snail's pace, trying to keep as much distance between us and the truck as possible, and we make the left turn. He's just standing there, not moving, just looking in our direction. We weren't scared really yet, but I'm a bit paranoid generally. So, I was waiting for him to lunge at the car, throw something at us, or something, I don't know, it just felt really off. After we turn, I check the rear view and see the guy's holding something as he takes a few steps behind our car in the outline of the light. It's long, barrel shaped and threatening looking. We peel out there now, wanting to put distance between us, but forgetting we're stuck in this square of fucking roads. When we get back to about the halfway point between the start of the straightway and the truck, whose headlights we can still see, we pull off the side road, trying to figure out how to get out of this situation. I look out the window and see that we're sitting right next to this cemetery we've been looking for, but we're both too freaked out now and laugh at the irony for a second. Then we see headlights coming from behind us. Oh god it's the guy we think. As it gets closer, we see it's a white SUV and it slows next to our car. The windows roll down and it's full of guys our age. What are you guys doing out here? The driver says. We say we're just out here for a drive and they say some things that we can't hear. My friend and I don't have a strong menace and aura, so we hope we could just send some chill vibes and have them leave us alone. Were they with the truck guy? Cause this wasn't the truck guy, but this is just all too weird now. We asked if they'd seen the truck up ahead and if they'd driven in, but they said they hadn't. When we look back, we notice the lights from the oncoming direction were gone. They laugh and pull away slowly, telling us to have a good night, and we pull back onto the road and take off for the exit, only looking out the windows for long enough to notice that the only sedan was still there. Sorry, buddy, hope your car's alright. We make it back to his parents' place without further incident and told him about the encounter, but we couldn't explain what actually happened, really. It still sounds kind of stupid when I write it out, but something was going on. Sure, it could have been a guy fixing a car late at night, but why the aggressive behaviour, and who were the people in the SUV, and why did they just suddenly appear? I'm just glad nothing worse happened. I avoid state parks at night, but my friend, he's still a maniac camping in the woods alone, and he's seen some crazy stuff. What a crazy, crazy guy he is.